Hey y'all, I'm Elisa. And I'm a skeptic. And welcome to Watch for Deer. What a busy week, y'all. How is it already Thanksgiving week? Like, I can't, I can't comprehend this. I'm pretty sure that uh, Thanksgiving is this Thursday, right? It is this Thursday. Okay, so this episode is actually going to drop on Tuesday. How is that possible, though, that it's Thanksgiving when November started yesterday? I know. I feel the same way. So wanted to say hey. Wanted to say we have some um, some viewers here in the basement with us. So if you hear them giggling, it's just, uh, you know, the husbands. And if you don't hear them, then we've done a real crappy job. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how this turns out. We've never, we've never recorded in front of an audience. So this is going to be kind of fun. So I haven't even started decorating for Christmas. Have you? Why would you? It's not even things. Don't but be I, that no, person. But I, I like to decorate outside when it's warm. No. Like I'm ready. No. I'm, I'm usually even... almost completely done with decorating and Christmas shopping and I haven't done either. So what has happened with me since my kids have gotten older is I don't get in the Chris, I don't get the warm fuzzies for Christmas anymore. I actually dread it. Even though I still have them here, like I miss the, the kids opening the presents early, being excited. And all of the all of the good stuff that comes with having children at Christmas time, I miss that. Okay, so I well, that's depressing. I don't find it. So you can call me the Grinch. Okay, maybe in the intro instead of I should have said that we were drinking. Yeah, you and know, you're cause, Scrooge because we're drinking wine. I should have said, and I'm the Grinch. And you're Scrooge. So let's talk about uh, real fast. I would like to talk about how pretty your nails are. Oh, thank you. So thank you. Aren't and, they super cute? Yeah, and you were telling me that you got a fungus. <laughs> I did get a fungus. Wow. So I, I've got. <laughs> So before we started recording, <laughs> I wanted to tell you my fungus story because I'd never got a nail fungus before. Oh, but it's if not you, fun. So what happened to me is I was kayaking with some friends and I was in the middle of the lake and one of the oars, one of the paddles had popped a nail off. And when it did, it was green underneath my nail. And I didn't, I didn't know what it was and I panicked. Like, <laughs> when I say I panicked, like I, I really didn't know. Like I thought my finger was going to fall off. So <laughs> I got back on land and went directly to, um, to get... Uh, a manicure and I was like what is this what and she was like it's a fungus it'll you know it'll be okay but it wasn't okay and it's very scary so I feel for you having a yeah, nail fungus yeah so I had to take pop them off I had to you know file off the fungus which happens with press on it happens with acrylic it's just where the nail doesn't get a good seal it gets water underneath. It gets of it, water right? and it gets like this green fungus. So well, I had well, to pop them off. Well, it really did scare me because I knew <laughs> all the, all I have, you know, the donkey and the, and the goats and the chickens and stuff. So like if it's not a good seal, it may not have been water underneath mine. It could have been like, well, I'll just go ahead and tell you. It could have been a poo. A and, poo. Right. Or a pee. I it mean. Could have been, like it could have been anything because I have my hands in so much stuff, which I do wear gloves. And I don't keep acrylics anymore because of that. Yeah. So my hands are real janky. But... Um, <laughs> Like it really, it really, really bothered me that the seal around it had broken. I felt disgusting for it. Well, I actually still feel nasty about it. Yeah, it was pretty gross. So I had to take a hiatus, but here we are. Cute little Thanksgiving nails. So if there's any guys listening, you're welcome for that. You're welcome. Education on uh, acrylic nails. Yeah. So I did have a question. Mm -hmm. So a question to you and all of our listeners. When you're decorating for Christmas, mm -hmm. are you a real tree or are you a fake tree? Oh, and I have the best <laughs> tree story. I wanted to talk about what we use and the year that you had the one with big root balls. Oh, that's one I wanted to talk about. <laughs> uh, I was obsessed with getting a tree one year, and I didn't just want a real tree. I wanted one with a root ball on it, and I had to have it. I, yep. I had to have it. Y'all remember that, don't you? <laughs> yeah. So the guys remember, they're sitting here, and they remember that. But I was obsessed with it because worst I wanted. Christmas <laughs> <worst> Christmas. <laughs> I I really wanted to uh, bury it in my yard mm -hmm. so I could actually have a Christmas tree outside to decorate, and I was so excited about it. When I tell you this thing weighed a thousand pounds, and I had watered like it, you just couldn't get it in the house. <laughs> It was, a, it was a terrible idea. It was a terrible. I had a full tree with all the roots in a burlap sack in my house for a month. And when we go to move it, because <laughs> a tree that you water, that's a real tree that you go to like a tree uh, farm to get, or like you get it off the brother and uh, little brother's little sister's lot, yeah. which I volunteered at that and you should get your tree there. Uh, it doesn't take as much water. No. So 
She said, ain't got no roots. <laughs> this thing weighed a thousand. It weighed a thousand pounds. It weighed a thousand pounds. And when they got it out, I, we had the hole dug and everything. And I was so excited because I knew that next year I was going to get to mm -hmm. decorate this beautiful tree outside. Mm -hmm. It died <laughs> within a month. <laughs> there was nothing there. Yep. So then we had to dig it back up and then get rid of it. of it. Yeah. yeah so I think my favorite part of the story was watching all these guys. Try to poke this in the ground. It took four grown men. <laughs> it took four grown men with everything they had to get this tree. And in they the house. still struggled. Yeah. So, <laughs> so don't don't do what I did. Do uh, yeah. Don't do so the root ball. It's it's not worth it, guys. I promise. So that was just a little funny story. I was thinking about that the other day, and <laughs> I was like, okay, we need to tell this story. So I try not to think about that. It was a good time. So today I brought a new story to you. Are you? Um, are you ready? You know, I'm actually kind of excited about it. Are uh, you? You yeah. should be super excited about I, this I really one. am excited about it because what's happened, especially when we did uh, the Mothman and mm -hmm. Mammy Thurman, like I really enjoyed those stories. Yeah, they're fun. And I totally get why kids love it when teachers read to them because I actually was laying in bed last night because I knew that we were going to record. <laughs> And I got excited. <laughs> I really got excited. Oh, I'm not a good storyteller. I don't know if you're a good storyteller or not, but I just really like. Well, well I've got I mean, words maybe for you're you. okay. Maybe you're I've okay. I've got words for you. The story I have for you today um, is going to be a really fun one. We're going to cover a topic in general. Okay. And it is going, I'm going to call it the cryptids of West Virginia. The cryptids? The cryptids of West Virginia. Are you pronouncing that wrong? Sure am. Okay. Yep. Spell it. Saying that would C-R-Y-P-T-I-D-S. Cryptids. Okay. Cryptids of West Virginia. And there's a special little boy in my life who mm -hmm. actually went to CryptidCon today in, I think, Lexington or Louisville, Kentucky. So my nephew, Aiden. Hey, buddy. He loves cryptids. So what cryptids are, they're like... Um, it's it's like an, an it's an animal whose existence or survival is disputed or unsubstantiated. So it's like, like a, the Mothman. I was gonna say like a unicorn. It's like the unicorn. Okay, so, so it's it's fairy tale. Yeah, folklore. folklore. It's and after our Thunderbird Mothman chat, I was just kind of curious on what other fascinating monsters we have here in West Virginia. Mm -hmm. So I thought, why not dedicate a whole episode to our very own West Virginia cryptids? And okay. I know you love these stories. I do really so love these stories. You're a major skeptic when it comes to these, but oh, I we don't. Still... Everything that's going to come out of your mouth is going to be a lie. But I'm super <laughs> excited about hearing about it. So you know, we both still kind of enjoy these stories, and with Crypticon. You know, being this weekend, and my, my nephew just loves these, and he draws he draws his own little cryptids, and he's really good at it. So I thought this will be a fun one. So let's get started. So now there's special people out there who actually study these cryptids, and they are called cryptozoologists. So these are scientists that their job is strictly to try and track down evidence that either supports or debunks these creatures. I don't even know. Like, and, really, there's people who, yes. this is their job. They're crypto It's not a bunch of people. It's not some grown people in a basement <laughs> eating <laughs> Cheetos on a computer trying to, this is something. I mean, to each their own, to each their it's, own. To each it's their own. A, yeah, yeah, it's a job title. Okay. It's a I mean, I guess. Cryptozoologist. If, I would say that would probably be very fun. Okay. And very disappointing. Now, we have already touched on one of our more famous cryptids here in West Virginia on Episode 7, uh, the Point Pleasant and the Cornstalk Curse. So if you have not listened to that one, go listen to it. Um, we chatted briefly about where potentially the Mothman originated within the Shawnee tribe and their Thunderbird. So we're not going to dive in too much to the Mothman here just because we just covered that. So if you haven't listened, go check it it's out. It's a whole episode. It's a whole episode. Do you want me to talk about how it's ridiculous? Or Well, I mean, no, we, just... do, we do talk about how it is ridiculous. <laughs> mm -hmm. Okay. Yep. Are you ready? Yep. So let's learn about our first cryptid, the Grafton Monster. Have you heard of this one? I have not. I, ha I have not either. So really the only one that I had really heard of was the Mothman. Okay. So that's that's the one I'm most familiar with. 
and we're what maybe 45 minutes to an hour away from Point Pleasant something like that so that I feel like that one is just I'm just far enough from it to not believe it (laughs) okay so um Grafton West Virginia sits in Taylor County along the Tigert River and is about 25 miles south of Morgantown West Virginia and 20 miles east of Clarksburg West Virginia now Remember Clarksburg? That's where our famous West Virginia serial killers from. I was, oh, you know what? I was just up there this week. Did you? I was just up at Clarksburg going to Morgan. I should have went with you. We could have seen his place. I never even thought about that. I hate you. I never even thought about that. Like I wouldn't have went, but I, I'm actually glad I didn't think about that. Please send your resumes to What's for Dear Podcast <laughs> at up. gmail.com. Shut up. I was just there. I was just there Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Mm-hmm. I was just there. We could have done a field trip. Jesus. Okay. I'll be going back. So I'm highly disappointed in you. You're going to have to get over it. Okay. Okay. Back to Grafton. Grafton was created as a junction town for the Baltimore and Ohio railroads. Now, in its heyday, like many of our other West Virginia towns, it was known as a booming and bustling mining town. Here's a fun fact for you. One of Grafton's biggest claims to fame is that of the founding of our all-well-known holiday, Mother's Day in 1908. Oh, really? Did you know that? I did not I didn't, know that. I mean, I knew that Mother's Day started in West Virginia. Yeah, that, in Grafton. Yep. But I didn't know it was in Grafton. So Grafton was a small town and not a lot of excitement was known then, maybe just like an occasional robbery or ornery teens. On June 16th of 1965, a reporter reporter for the Grafton Sentinel, which is now known as the Mountain Statesman, by the name of Robert Cockrell, was on his way home after ending his shift at about 11 p.m. Now, Robert was driving along Riverside Drive along the Tigert River, and as he rounded the curve and came into a straight stretch of road that was about a mile long, his headlights kind of grazed and caught glimpse of something very strange. Can you tell me what year this is again? This is in 1965. Okay, go ahead. Robert said he saw, quote, a huge white obstruction on the right side of the road standing between the road and the river bank on a cleared off section of grass. Sure you did, Robert. (laughs) He quickly realized this wasn't an object, but some sort of thing that stood seven to nine feet tall and about four feet wide. Oh, Lisa, seven to nine feet tall and four foot wide. That's a boulder. (laughs) That's a boulder. It was stark white. It had skin like that of a seal or like a catfish, just real smooth, not scaly, (laughs) or a boulder. (laughs) What are you laughing at? I just, I mean, I'm just shocked. Just go on because I bet nobody else saw it, did they? Do you know what the most ironic thing about this beast was? Uh, No. Girl, it didn't have no head. Boulders usually don't. (laughs) (laughs) They usually don't. As Robert passed by this object, he could clearly tell that it was alive. So clearly it's not a boulder. The sight of the beast gave him cold chills all the way down his spine. And he floored the gas and got the heck out of there. Robert got home and went to barricade himself in his home. But he decided after the initial shock wore off, of course, uh, he should probably go and investigate this because he was a reporter. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just, go ahead. I want to hear this next part. A reporter. Yeah, I want to hear the investigation part. Not wanting to face this thing alone, Mm -hmm. he called upon his friends jerry morse and jim mauser to go back and search for this thing with him i guarantee they had a case of natty light with him too. <laughs> i guarantee go ahead the monster of course was gone nothing was there except an impression in the grass where it had been standing now they searched the riverbanks up and down the road but they found nothing else to confirm his sighting of this beast is there pictures like a like drawings yes. i know there's not pictures but is there drawings of yes. this and you're going to put them on the website I absolutely will okay there was no tracks nothing they couldn't find it was just 
kind of worn down where something had stood there. Okay. The next day, back at the office, he told his editor about the encounter, and they decided to release a write-up on this monster. This sent the town into what we like to call a media-fueled frenzy. I love a good media-fueled frenzy. So fun. While the newspaper had downplayed the sighting, gossip and rumor played it up. More than 100 teens and adults armed themselves and went out to hunt down this <coughs> boulder. <laughs> it's a boulder. <laughs> That's exactly right. I just want you to know that I'm actually doing an artist rendering right now of uh, those three guys <laughs> looking <laughs> for this. So you can put this on the website. This, I absolutely am this, putting that. Uh, That's a fancy drawing. This thing that they're holding says NL. That's for Natty Lot. Okay, so I like it. This is exactly it was, okay. what it looked like okay. right there. I, I'm going to post that. You so, see it? Yep. That's, that's, I like it. Okay. We'll have to save it. I'll have to post it. Now, while searching along the riverbank, searchers reported hearing an odd low whistling sound. More than 20 searchers reported seeing it, including people at the nearby stone quarry. More and more people began to flood the area monster hunting. Later, the Sentinel reported this was none other than a wildly imaginative story inspired by spring fever, lack of recreational facilities, and recent publicity given to a new monster, the Michigan Monster in this Michigan. is inspired by natural light. <laughs> And boulders. and boulders. Brought to you by Natty Light. Brought to you by Natty Sponsor Light. Us. The paper also suggested <clears throat> that it was a person pushing boxes on a push cart and bent over. Their posture had led to the odd shape that Robert had seen. You mm -hmm. know, hunkered over, pushing a cart. No head. Mm -hmm. Big, wide. Uh, there was a local woman who had been known to push boxes around town. So this was actually a logical guess. Could you imagine being that woman? Okay. <laughs> Could you imagine being that woman pushing boxes around town and it was you and you know it's you and they describe you as seven to nine foot tall and four foot wide. And I, no would head? Not, I would not come out of, uh, of hiding <laughs> either. I'd be like, yep, that's what you saw. You saw a monster. Kind of like 175 pounds and pudgy. That hurt my feelings. <laughs> that hurt my feelings. I actually went on a diet for like two weeks over that. <laughs> for two weeks. Oh, gosh. And the button in my jeans is cutting me in two right now. But I had Cheetos earlier, and I'm happy about it. And they were good. So I do want to say one thing before you get started. Yep. Uh, I wrote this down. Uh, this is just a little tidbit for you. So that guy's name is Robert Cockrell. Mm -hmm. A cockerel is a young rooster. Continue. Thank you, Chicken Lady of West Virginia. That's it. I just wanted to tell you that. <laughs> a cockerel is a young rooster. Robert, in secret, continued to investigate what he had seen that night, and he was very adamant that it was not his imagination. So sure that what he seen was real, Robert had contacted UFO and paranormal Clarksburg researcher Gary Barker and told him of his encounter. Now, Gary came and sat with Robert for an interview and found the information about the whistling sound to be of some interest. Baker's theory was that when the U.S. would land on a planet that could potentially be, um, you know, used for life, they would then release monkeys as an experiment on the surface before depositing actual humans. So Baker believed this could actually have been the same situation, only the UFOs landed. Robert heard the craft, the humming, the buzzing, and just ran into their experimental animal. So keep in mind, too, that this is 1964, and we are in, you know, that space age time, mm -hmm. Sputnik, you know, to the moon. Mm -hmm. So I feel this is a very far-stretched theory for sure. I 100% agree with so you on that, a, Elisa. Yeah. Deposit, we deposited animals on other, no. So the aliens are coming here and they're just letting stuff go here to check us out. They're letting their dogs to, okay. on our planet okay, to make sure that it's safe for UFOs to come back and browse around. So, mm -hmm. 
All right. So that was uh, that was the Grafton monster. Any other remarks about that one? Um, no, just no, just the boulder. Just it was so a boulder. it it kind of just dropped off after there that rod. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's a reason for that because it wasn't real. Because mm -hmm. okay. it wasn't real. Okay, tell me the next one. Okay. Up next on our list is the more well-known to others, not me. Like I said, I'd never heard of this one. And I find this one, I'm going to post pictures of all these too <clears throat> on Instagram, social media. This one looks really weird to me. Okay. So this is the Flatwoods Monster. Now, September 1st, 1952, while a small group of young boys were outside playing around dusk, they noticed a pulsing red light jet across the sky and crash onto a nearby farm. <clears throat> now, Ed was 13. His brother, Freddie, was 12. My, uh, 12 <clears throat> along with their 10-year-old friend, Tommy, had all been playing in the schoolyard together when they saw this. So when they seen this crash, the boys ran home to grab their mom, and then they all made a beeline for the farm where this object had landed. Now, on their way to the hill, there was a couple other boys from town that kind of joined in, and, and one of them had a little dog that kind of followed them around. <clears throat> Upon reaching the top of the hill at the crash site, Lemon used his flashlight to scan the area. There, they could see a pulsing red light, and as he scanned the crash, he could see a man-like figure with a round red face surrounded by a pointed hood-like shape. And it, I'll post, you know, I'll post a picture of this on social media if you if you haven't seen it. Have, did you look it up? I'm going. I'm, look that's what I'm doing right now. Look it up I'm looking take it a look. Up. It's it's really it's a really odd. So I thing. I didn't know what it was named, but I have seen. I've seen this before. You've like when seen you post it? it, people are going to recognize it. You've I've not, seen the monster? Not in real life. Oh. No. No, I've not seen the monster in real life. No. Yeah, I'm no, excited. Alisa. But I've seen the, these pictures before. I've seen several of them. Actually, that actually looks really familiar to me. You know, I do think that I was out feeding the chickens the other night. And, and you've seen one? Yes. <gasps> mm -hmm. Ooh. Yes, I did. Did you know there's a Flatwoods monster movie? I did not. I bet it sucks. <laughs> I don't know if it sucks or not, but there's a movie. So right, this ahead. this creature, just imagine its head in the shape of a spade, and it has like its face is red. It's got bright bright eyes. It's very very tall with a very dark greenish like blackish color body. And it's got it looks like it's got like a hood up. Yeah, and it like comes it, up like the spade part of it comes up to like a big yeah, green hood. Like, like it's it got a hood on. Looks like an Aztec-y, you know, like a like a Aztec-y hieroglyphic like drawing no, or something. It's yes. not hieroglyphic, Elise. It's what? hieroglyphic. Whatever. God. <laughs> Whatever. As the group stood in awe, the figure made a hissing sound and glided towards them. Now, that's when I would have checked out. Gone. <laughs> Bye, Felicia. No, thank you. See you later. Like, when it hissed at me, like, we done. I think anybody done. would really have checked out at that point. Yes. No, thank you. If that, you know, if that happened in something, just like I said, the Mothman, you know, he was flying beside the car and these people were going 100 miles an hour and it was keeping up with them and I said I would have died if that would have happened to me. Oh yeah. But you know why people aren't checking out and just dropping dead of heart attacks? Because it's not real. So there you go. Skeptic. Now upon hearing this hiss, they began to smell a very pungent odor along with a fog-like mist and shortly after they all became very nauseous. Mm. Their nose and throats were so irritated. The dog that had accompanied them also became very agitated and ran off. Now, he was later found in town by a pile of vomit. The it dog? was reported the dog died soon after, and oh. many of the witnesses had to seek medical treatment and or vomited into the night. Wonder if something actually, wonder if something happened and they actually did, and I'm going to use air quotes, see something. There was some kind of chemical spill because West Virginia is no stranger Notorious to a chemical chem spill. Yes. Uh, and it made them hallucinate. It could have. What if maybe that's maybe what happened? Maybe it was a meteor. 
any kind of like gas or whatever can yep. make you sick. So what if that's what happened? Yeah. Made them sick. Yeah. yeah. So they were hallucinating because this toxic fumes were I were think that's off. very plausible. Now, the group reported this to their local law enforcement who investigated their claims. Now, these these law enforcement officers, they saw, heard, nor smelled nothing, obviously. The next day, Ailey Stewart joined the investigation and said that they had found a 30-foot-long skid mark and in their a underwear. strange... <laughs> in their underwear because they were so <laughs> Thirty foot long skid mark in my underwear. <laughs> they were so scared. So scared. <laughs> and it was it, oh look at this. And it was a strange oily substance. Well, there you go. <laughs> Mystery solved. Mystery solved. Mystery solved. Yeah. Mystery solved. They were they were crapping on themselves. <laughs> now here's an excerpt from the local newspaper on this event. Seven Braxton County residents on Saturday reported seeing a 10-foot Frankenstein-like monster in the hills above Flatwoods. A National Guard member, 17-year-old Gene Lemon, was leading the group when he saw what appeared to be a pair of bright eyes in a tree. Lemon screamed and fell backward, the news account said, when he saw a 10-foot monster with blood-red body, green face that seemed to glow. It may have had claws for hands, it was hard to tell because of the dense mist. Now, one of the boys peed his pants, said John Gibson, a high school freshman at the time who knew them all. Their dog, Ricky, ran with his tail between his legs. So, that was the newspaper account. <coughs> now, on September 13th, just 12 days later from this incident, George and Edith, a couple traveling from Cincinnati, Ohio, back to New York, ended up being stranded on the side of the road between Gassaway and Frametown, where their car had died. While George was trying to figure out the issue, he began to smell what he described as a sulfuric smell. Mm-hmm. hmm The smell even began to agitate their young baby who was traveling with them. Because it's making it sick. Being so far from the town, he was very reluctant to leave his wife and child to go and look for help. As he rolls down the window, the interior of the car filled with the awful smell, and he began choking and was sick. He gets out of the car, and he starts vomiting. Now, about 200 yards away was a glowing sphere-like shape. It floated in the air and seemed to glide. And he then gets the 30-foot skid mark. (laughs) (laughs) With the oily substance. With the oily substance. (laughs) He walked a bit closer and felt a quick zap. So he turns around and runs back to the car. Now, before he gets back to the car, Edith screams to the top of her lungs. He gets back in the car and he shoves Edith and the baby down into the floorboard of the car. And he's like kind of hovering over him, you know, doing the dad thing. Mm -hmm. And he looks out the windshield and he sees this figure now standing in front of his car that looks like a man. But it has a reptilian head and a bloated body, and it reaches its spindly arm out, and it had bisected fingers and slowly drags them across the hood of the car as if to be inspecting it. It then turns around and disappears in the woods. Later, when he looks at the hood of his car, Mm -hmm. there's like singe marks where it drug, where's the photos, whatever, where's the photos? Like, if it left cinch marks on the hood of your car, mm-hmm. I mean. I really appreciate that you yeah. sound exactly like me. I know. Because we're in what year? 65. And it seems to me like they had cameras back then, well, right? I think so. No, 52. Still no, had cameras. Yeah, still 52. Had, still had cameras. Yeah. Still Anyhow. had cameras. Anyhow, yeah. Okay. So, um, This thing disappears into the woods, and in a few moments, he says a globe of glowing light rises from the woods and takes off with a trail of bright light behind it. His car was able to start. Now, again, these sightings all happened at the the height of Roswell, Sputnik, you know, race to space era. So I just feel like this hype could have definitely been fueled by imaginations for sure with the whole space craze. You know what is kind of crazy to me? 
back then our government was like there's no aliens there's no aliens mm-hmm. there's no and everybody was like obsessed with aliens mm-hmm. but now they're like there's in aliens. the last year they're kind of like mm, there's probably aliens and everybody is so numb to everything mm-hmm. anymore especially because the internet yeah you see that and you're like eh. Aliens. Just kind of like mm, aliens. I'm just That's living my life. The least of our worries right now it is. are aliens. It is. We're kind of just like, you don't see it. Nobody no. talks about it. Mm-hmm. Now that they're like, yeah, they probably, there probably is some aliens out there. So we've seen, I'm going to go off on a, on a, on a I thing I did here. see a blue light one time. I will tell you that. Well, we were at the beach. We were at Myrtle Beach. Mm-hmm. Clinton, who were we with when we, was it you all? Oh, well, he just we were all at, at me. We were all at the beach yeah. and we were on the balcony. Mm-hmm. And there were three lights over the ocean. Yeah. What beach were we at? We were at Myrtle Beach. Oh, okay. And they were zipping back and forth. Really? Just zip. No, or was it Daytona? I don't remember what beach we were at. It was Myrtle. I think it was Myrtle. Okay. So we were looking out, and I recorded this on my cell phone because we had cell phones back then. Yeah. You still and had these, the recording? So these three, oh, no. And you want to know why? Typical. No, 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 no. Okay, Listen, go ahead. I'm dead serious. Okay. It, there was these three lots, and they were in a triangle, and they kept zipping back really fast. Were they not? Were they not, Clinton? They, it was definitely a UFO. Clinton an identified right, flying right. object. Clinton shook his head 100%. yes. 100%. Agree, agreeing with her. So I reported this. Mm-hmm. We posted this on my Facebook. <clears throat> and do you know that video is nowhere to be found? I can't find it anywhere. It's because the government took the it down. The government took my UFO video down, mm-hmm. and now I have no proof. Swear to God, honest story, honest engine. Clinton seen it. I mean, it. this is a legit UFO sighting. We seen these odd lights, took a video, video's gone, took down. So I, um, I, I mean, I believe you saw something. 100%. I don't, I don't, I don't I've seen something before. Again, and I actually, was it alien? Probably not I will alien. tell you another thing too. Uh, and I don't, Scott won't get over here and tell us about it, but he saw something too when he was a kid. Mm-hmm. But you know, our old house that yes. we lived at. Okay. Uh, we were there and one of our friends was there. I actually think there were several of us. We were having like a dinner or something and there was like a bunch of people in the house. And I had walked outside on the porch, uh, on that tiny little porch to uh, get some air. It was hot in my house. And over the hill, like where the tree line was, I saw, cause I was looking and it was dead at night and it was black outside. And I saw a blue light come up from the tree line it was there for like three seconds and I blinked and it was gone. And I never told anybody about it because yeah. I can't swear that it was there. It was right. like a flash. It was like a blink of my eye and yeah. it was just gone. Yeah. But that's, I mean, I, I just, I remember that. And I remember looking and I went back on my Facebook server because I don't delete anything off my Facebook. Yeah. Cannot find that video. I went every album, all the videos, it's gone. It should they, come up on your memories. They, no, no, nothing. It is nowhere to be found. Nowhere to be found. Mine happened in a split second. There was no way of recording. Like it was just. And I mean, I, we were all standing there watching it and these lights. I mean, it was definitely not a normal uh, motion. Like it was very quick, you know, like you see, very quick, very sporadic. It was, and I remember recording, I was like, nobody's going to believe this. You know, I bet there's several people though that's listening to this that have seen stuff also. Because oh, it, 100%. Doesn't, it doesn't mean that it's aliens. But yeah. now that our government says that there could be aliens, so maybe it who was. Knows? Who the heck knows? Again, UFO, an identified flying object. Yes. That's what I think. Also, uh, you go ahead, but I do want to tell a story about me staying in a hotel this past week by myself. So go ahead, finish this oh, story. But before you start the next one, I want to tell this story. And I want to tell you what my reaction was to the bartender at there. Well, you at go the... right ahead because we're getting ready to lead into our next cryptid. So we're done with so, this story? No, we're not done with this story, but we got another cryptid or two left. No, I mean, we're done oh, with, after with the, the okay, I got Flatwoods. You. Okay. We're done with the Flatwoods yes, monster. Yes, we're done with the Flatwoods monster. <clears throat> okay, so I was in Morgantown this week um, for work. And I stayed at the Hotel Morgan. Okay. Beautiful. Beautiful. Um, you walk in, it's like a hundred years old. So when you walk in, if you look to your right, there's a uh, photos and stuff of like, uh, presidents. And there's like a, a handwritten note about the hotel Morgan from Eleanor Roosevelt. Just super nice. You go to your left. Everything is so, um, so unique and it's gorgeous. You go over to the left, the best hospitality, the people were great. <clears throat> but if you want to order anything to eat, you have to go into the bar. 
Okay. So I go over to the bar and I'm sitting at a table and it's me and the cute little bartender. She was probably anywhere. She, I'm going to say she's about 25 years old. She was talking to me and uh, we were just making small talk. And I was like, yeah, it's my first time in Morgantown. I've never been here before, uh, mainly because I had no reason to. And I am a huge Marshall fan. So I don't, I'm not a WVU fan. Right. But she goes, oh, it's your first time here. And she starts telling me the history of this place. You know, it was built in 1924 and they're redoing some floors and all this stuff. And she goes, what floor are you staying on or are you in? And I said, I'm on the fifth floor. And she said, uh, oh, that's good because this place is haunted. <laughs> she said, this place is haunted, but there's only ever been sightings and recordings on the third floor and the seventh floor. And I just kind of looked at her and I thought, she doesn't know me and how scared I get of stuff like this. And I was alone. <laughs> I was alone. And I had to valet my car. So I couldn't leave. <laughs> it was late at night. And she starts telling me, you know, that she has seen some stuff and all this mm. stuff. And I just looked at her and I was like, you don't know me. <laughs> and I appreciate you telling me all of this stuff because it's, it's really interesting. And I know I'm on the fifth floor and only things have happened on the third floor and the seventh floor. But you're and between. I, and I get that. But I know that there's no such thing as ghosts. But again, I'm alone. And I have never known of a ghost to be stopped by stairs or, <laughs> or, or, like an, a, elevator. or an elevator or a wall. <laughs> and I just looked there and I'm like, I'm going to need you to shut this down right now. <laughs> or I'm going to sleep in my car in a parking lot in the middle of Morgantown. <laughs> and she was like, oh, okay. And I was like, I'm. I'm afraid of everything, lady. <laughs> so apparently I did not realize it when I he made the four-hour trek that I was in a haunted hotel. And when I tell you, because when I packed, I took me two bottles of Dot Sprite, one bottle of root beer, and I took my Cheetos. Because <laughs> I, I didn't know like where anything was. Not you know how I feel about a cheesy puff. Yeah. And so I'm sitting on the bed. Everything in that hotel room is white and beautiful. And my fingers are covered in orange. <laughs> and I'm drinking root beer out of a wine glass. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm going to go to sleep and I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight. And I have to be at this meeting at like 8 o'clock in the morning. And I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight. And I had to take three melatonin. <laughs> and I slept all night. It was really good sleep. And the hotel was great. But apparently it's haunted, but I did not see anything. And again, I feel like I did not see anything because, you know, why I didn't see anything? Because you weren't on the right floor. No, because it's not real, Lisa, <laughs> but, it, but it messed with me. It messed with me. See, see we could have had a good trip together. You should have called me because I'd have been passed, all up in that sucker. I've passed all those places. I was in Clarksburg. I was in Flatwoods. I, I went all through those places. You just at like completely 90 like, miles an hour just barreling down the interstate because I was just like, I got there. We could have done some amazing research. I'm not, I, I will say one thing. I am not against maybe us going to 22 Mine Road. Let's go. 22, not to not. We coming, Mammy. <laughs> we coming, Mammy. Yeah, if you've watched the other episode, you know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, go watch Mammy and Thurman. That's a good one. We coming Ellie you, Keller. Mammy. Yeah. <laughs> So, anyways, y'all stayed in a haunted hotel, and it's beautiful, and if you ever get a chance to stay, you should. Their pepperoni roll was, uh, it was lacking, but we'll talk about that later. But all in all, the people were great. Uh, it was it was a great experience, but the place is haunted, and she told me that, and I was like, shut it down. Like Shut I, up. I think I clapped, too, when she said, I was like, shut it down. You gave her the teacher, shut, shut it, it down. down. <laughs> shut it down. We're going to shut it down. That's funny. I'm, I'm really upset. Really upset. Now, that was briefly about the Flatwoods Monster. Now, let's talk about the Snarly Yow and the Snallygaster. What? <laughs> the, the Snarly Yow and Snallygaster. Say that three times fast. No, ma'am. Please. <laughs> Our last two cryptids both appeared in Appalachia around the same time. In the 1700s. Appalachia, when, West Virginia, or Appalachia, just Appalachia? Just Appalachia in general. And while we're talking uh, like about over, it's, it's like, Appalachia, not Appalachia. Yeah, we don't say, a, a, yeah, we don't say, and you like can't Appalachia say, yeah. Mountains, that's, no. No, if you say Appalachia, I throw an Appalachia. Appalachia, that's right. That's right. Appalachia. When, okay, so uh, when German immigrants settled in the Potomac River Valley and in parts of Pennsylvania, 
So both cryptids are mostly a part of Maryland folklore, especially in the western part of the state, but they've been known to make their rounds in West Virginia and are generally interesting to learn about. I hate that it's not just in Maryland, too, because I'll give Maryland down the road. I don't care about that state. Now, I love my state, so I won't I know, say anything right, right. really harsh yeah. because I am I I bleed blue and gold. Yeah. But not But for you football. just told me that you, I was going to say. Our colors say. are state colors, though. I know, I know. So, I really hate because I'd really give it down the road. But I'm not going to because I love me West Virginia. Country roads, take, take me home. home. Go ahead. Now, the snarly yow is described as being a phantom dog-like creature. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's, when you said snarly yow, I thought dog just because. Snarly. Yeah, just snarly. Yeah, snarly. Mm. That's what my dog does. It's usually reported as having jet black fur, large paws, and glowing eyes, and a very red snarling mouth. Chupacabra. The cryptid is labeled as a phantom because of its ability to appear and disappear into thin air, change its size, and be able to be survive or be able to survive being shot and ran over. It's a is that ooh? Is that a uh, is that a shapeshifter? Is that a shapeshifter, Lisa? Don't worry, because this cryptid seems only to haunt old roadways in small towns and challenge travelers that try to cross this path. But it doesn't hurt you because it, it ain't real. Well, you know what? I, you know what would happen to me if I if I came across if I came across it, the snarly yell. I would have a thirty foot long skid mark. <laughs> <laughs> Oily substance. <laughs> oh, gosh, so funny. I could not imagine. Li- I don't believe in this stuff, so I can walk out and I live like in the middle of the woods, and yeah. I don't have neighbors or anything. And I walk outside, and I'm not scared at all. Like I'm never scared. When I tell you, I would drop dead. I just seen this just gnarly yell. I wouldn't tell anybody. <laughs> She's like, I wouldn't tell anybody because yeah, I'd be dead. <laughs> so this cryptid's name is from uh um uh, spit it out. Uh, <laughs> Germanic words that describe its well and because of the way that it shows its teeth. Mm-hmm. There are many folk legends around the world of ghostly black dogs and even mysterious black cats especially in the british isles now it's not unlikely that the snarly yow is derived from that same folklore as immigrants moved and settled around the world so more than likely it's just you know migrated across the ocean Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. Now, let's talk about the Snallygaster. I just like saying that word. I do like that. Snallygaster. I want a t-shirt. You know what? That says Snarly Yell and the what? Snallygaster. And the Snallygaster. That's what I want. That's what we need to to do on a Watch for Deer t-shirt. I just want, yes. The Snally, the Snally, oh my God. (laughs) It's it's impossible to say. It's, yeah, the Snallygaster. We do need a t-shirt that... I, we really do need a t-shirt that, that so says cute. that. I know. Yes. I love it. Okay. Anywho, where am I at? Okay. The Snallygaster is described as a, as a half reptile, half bird, chimera-like creature. It reportedly has giant wings, a metallic beak lined with razor sharp teeth, and sometimes tentacles like an octopus. So this thing sounds to me like it's a Heinz 57. Yeah. According to folklore, the cryptid would swoop in and pick up its victim before carrying them away to suck its blood. Now, this to me sounds very much like the tale of the chupacabra. Mm-hmm. I said that. I know. It was said that the beast didn't like stars with seven points. So stars were painted on barns to keep the beast away. And a lot of the stars are still painted on the barns in the area to this day. Really? Well. Well. Now, on February 12th of 1909, the Middleton Valley Register released its first front page headline on the Snallygaster, reporting that the flying cryptid had been spotted in New Jersey, West Virginia, and Ohio, and they had even seen footprints of this beast in the snow in New Jersey. 
The stories were published until March of 1909 when it was revealed that the sightings were actually fake. Mm -hmm. All of the reports of the Snallygaster sightings started with a man named Thomas C. Harbaugh of Castown, Ohio. He wrote a letter to the Valley Register in early 1909. Now, in this letter, he talked about a strange beast that flew over him, making terrible screeching noises, and mentioned that it was headed in their direction. He described the creature as having two huge wings, a large, horny head, and a 20-foot-long tail. However, it was revealed that Harborough was born and raised in Middleton, Maryland, and was a friend of George C. Roderick, the publisher and editor of the Middletown Valley Register. Harborough would write letters under various pseudonyms and under his own name in the Middletown Valley Register and some other local newspapers to help bring attention to the paper. Now, Roderick, Harborough, and journalist Ralph S. Wolfe were all in cahoots to help boost newspaper sales. And they had seen how well the story of the Jersey Devil's visit to New Jersey in January 1909 did. So in early February 1909, the reports started coming in saying people had seen the Snallygaster flying in Frederick County. The Cumberland Evening Times reported the first sighting of the cryptid in Middletown, and they also decided to capitalize on the tale of the Snallygaster. When you were talking about that, I don't know if I mentioned it or not, but I actually thought Jersey Devil. When you said Jersey and you were describing this. Yeah, you were thinking And I the think Jersey they Devil. may have gotten a little bit more headway with the Snallygaster if they had to pick a better name. I like the Snallygaster. That's fun. Have you heard of that before? What? The Snallygaster. Never. Have you heard of the Jersey Devil? I have. There you go. Yeah. That's that's the name. Like when you pick a name for something, if you're going to make something, no matter what it is, you need to pick a good name. And even yeah. though Snallygaster is a fun name. Yeah, it's fun. We had trouble even saying it. It's kind of like the baseball name. What was that we were talking about? The Oh, so Huntington... Uh, close to where we live, is getting a minor league uh, baseball team because yes. Marshall University is building a new baseball complex, and Woo-hoo! so the minor league team will be at uh, able to play there, uh, Appy, the Appalachian League. Yes. And we were talking about some of the names, and these minor league names are really fun. Like, they're really fun. And one of the names... Except the, <laughs> the Mothman, or the Mothman. Yeah. That's so stupid. Some of the names that they're considering are uh, the Mothman... Uh, the Slaw Dogs, mm-hmm. and one of them is the Booger Cats. I, I love, love the that. Booger Cats. I love the Booger Cats. But the Buttered Biscuits. Oh, that's a name, too. That's the, but- the Buttered Biscuits. I don't know if I like the Buttered Biscuits. Like, I really I think love, the Booger Cats. I love the Booger Cats. Um, I love the Booger Cats. Um, I love it. The Dirty Birds and Booger Cats. So, the Dirty Birds is a Charleston like uh, mm-hmm. minor league team, and I've been to their games before, mm-hmm. and they're fun. And I'm really, fun. I am really excited about it. I'm, I'm so excited, excited about it. Being- I, Regardless, if I have a shirt that says the Slaw Dogs, the Butter yep. Biscuits, the but I really want one that says the Booger Cats. I'm excited. I mean, we have a shirt that says the Dirty the Dirty Birds and the Booger Cats. Like that makes me happy. <laughs> kind of like a Snallygaster and a Yarly Wow. We're having that whatever. shirt made. I know we're making it. Now, this fake news strategy was so successful that it allegedly caught the attention of the 26th president. Theodore Roosevelt, an oh. avid hunter and naturist. I, did you? I know you love Teddy, so Here Samantha. we go. Here we go. My <laughs> dog's name is Theodore Roosevelt. And did you know that Theodore Roosevelt's wife, and I just learned this this week, that his wife died in childbirth on February the 14th, and then a couple hours later, his mother died. That's sad. The same day. The same day. That's sad. Yeah. Yeah. I love me some Teddy Roosevelt. That man was crazy. He was crazy. Well, a little more about Teddy. It's said that he was ready to delay his hunting trip to Africa so he could go hunt this beast until he learned the newspaper story was fake. Now, legend also states that the Smithsonian Institution offered a $100,000 reward for anyone who could capture this creature. There's like a million, I don't know if it's a, there is somebody out there, and I've seen it several times. There is someone out there, and it's on the internet, and I'm sure I could find it. Uh, They are offering a $1 million prize, and it's been set up, I think, for years, like for 20, 30, 40 years. 
you will that this man will pay you one million dollars if you can prove the existence of ghosts if you can prove that they exist and not one time has anybody submitted anything that they've not been able to, to debunk. debunk yeah now yeah. there are several other cryptids known in west virginia um the wampus cat or catty wampus oh. Why can't that be the... That would be a good one. The, the wampus, the catty wampus. So I didn't know that that was a thing. I always thought that if something was catty wampus, it was just crooked. It, yeah, crooked or odd shaped. That's yeah. what catty wampus means. Right. But this is the, the wampus cat or catty wampus is said to have been a cross between a woman, likely a witch, and a mountain lion. Now we're going to go back to our, because we know Cherokees that, you know, they were here. Mm -hmm. um, the Cherokee legend about the wampus cat, or as they said Ewa is that it was actually a Cherokee woman who did not trust her husband. So she sat out to spy on him during a hunt. Now so she, even back then women were stalking their husbands. Yes. Yeah. We got eyes on you, boo. That's right. Eyes on you. <laughs> you are being watched. You ain't gonna caddy wampus on us. You don't need Life 365 for this. You can just mm -hmm. absolutely follow them. Absolutely. Okay, go ahead. She donned a pelt of mountain lion to disguise herself. Now, she got busted spying, and they forced her to wear the pelt forever. So now women don't wear pelts, animal pelts. They put baseball caps on and big sunglasses. That's right. <laughs> and dye their hair or wigs. That's right. And then they, you can't, and a wig, and you don't know who and they are. And you don't are. know. Mm -hmm. But back then, they wore animal pelts. That's right. Mm -hmm. See? I mean, not much has changed. I just really feel like I need to say, you go, girl. You go, girl. <laughs> Now, it said after she died, she haunted as this ghostly wampus cat or Ewa. Now, we, of course, also have our own very own version of Bigfoot, which we call the Yahoo. We do? It's called a Yahoo. Um, there's also things called demon dogs and banshees. Now, banshees came from, like, the Celtic okay. um, origin. I'm not going to sit here and say that demon dogs may be not be real because you know how I feel about demons and the hounds of hell. Hounds, I'm not going to say that. Yep. I'm not. I, I, I don't get into that yep. stuff. Demon dogs, banshees. Um, there's other creatures that warn also of an impending death. There's been reports, um, especially up around Point Pleasant, this seems to be a very active area for all kinds of craziness. Well, Chief <clears throat> Cornstalk, he, he, um, it's the curse. curse. It's the he curse of the great spirit. There's been reports of flying manta rays in the air and transparent blobs that change their shape before disappearing. So I was reading this book. It's called Monsters. And I checked it out from the Libby app on the app and library. And that's where I got a lot of this information. But it was talking about um, these manta rays. These people are driving down Route 2, you know, between Point Pleasant and Huntington. Mm -hmm. And that this big manta ray thing comes swooping in over the windshield. Manta ray. And it looks like, like a stingray. Like a, a stingray. Like a, okay. Flying stingray. And then there had been reports of these blobs. They're they're just they look like a cloud or like mist, mm -hmm. but they are kind of like a shapeshifter. So they're like stretching and moving really weird. Mm -hmm. Um I've not seen any of those. You know why you've not because seen it's them. not real. Because it's not real. So that was fun. So what was your favorite cryptid story? What was your favorite? Uh, the Flatwoods Monster is my favorite, just because I had seen pictures of it yeah. when I looked it up. I, I've seen it. Uh, so, yeah, the that one. I, I'm none of them are really my favorite, but I mean, if I had to choose, I'm gonna go with Thunderbird. I but love we didn't, Thunderbird. But we didn't talk about that. So. No, no, I like Thunderbird. Why they Thunderbird, Mothman, whatever. We're not going into that, but. Well, that's it. That's all we have today for the cryptids of West Virginia. We do hope you, you enjoyed it. So, do you all believe in stuff like that? Uh, you should email us and tell us your story, and do it anonymously, and we'll read your. We'll read your. That would be so good. I would love to. Get I would love stories. to do just do a 
podcast on just people emailing people us. You can do it. And even if you don't do it anonymously, I won't say your name. Yeah. Unless you tell us, you can say your name. Yeah. So Morbid does listener tales. Yeah. And they're things about, I almost got kidnapped. I witnessed the murder. Yeah. I almost died. And they're, they're really fun. And that would be really fun to do. So if you have a story or a secret or something that you just want us to oh my read. God, a secret. That would be amazing. We could be like, oh, what's her name in the papers? Um, Dear Abby. Dear Abby. Yeah. Dear Abby. Yeah. Dear uh, Lisa. Dear Sammy. Oh, dear. Like, dear D-E-E-R. Oh, my gosh. I threw an extra E. Okay. So, here's what we're going to do. You need to email us, and you can do it anonymously. We'll never say who you are. I mean, I'm going to tell Elisa, but <laughs> she's going to read it anyways. And you need to start it out with dear, D-E-E-R, and do dear Elisa or dear Sammy. Yeah. And then tell us if you've seen any UFOs, because yes, we have. that'd be fun. And, or a monster, or if you disagree with us, or you have something to add on here, or my God, tell if us. you have a secret and you want us to just talk about it, that would make Or advice. My, we would love to give you advice, because we are like... That would make my That day. would be really fun. Yeah. That would be really but fun. But if we don't get anything, uh, we'll just keep with the true crime. Yep. So that'll be our next thing. Um, one of the next things that's coming up uh, is super exciting. I'm not going to say what it's about because I don't want anybody looking this up. I want them to hear it from us. <laughs> and I'm the one that brought the story to Elisa. But I will tell you that something happened in West Virginia not too, too, too long ago. I mean, it's been within the last hundred years, but uh, it's never happened again in the nation. And when we tell you this, you're going to say that there's no way this happened, but it's documented that it actually happened. And it has to do with a ghost. She it, told me it's this. It's a true, I, true crime murder. I had to look it up immediately after she told me. So it is pretty interesting. So we're going to bring this one and we're going to present it together. Yes. So that's going to be a new spin, but we're going to present this one together as soon as we can get our, our ducks in a row. I so. couldn't stop. I couldn't stop uh, reading about it. It's so hopefully we can get, I've never heard of it. We can get that one this week because I really want to do that because I think people are going to be really interested in it. And, and I think they're going to want to do their own research on it because I'm sure there's more to it than what just we can present in an hour. Oh, or I'm more. sure. So it is, uh, it's something and I can't really believe that this happened. You know how I feel about ghosts, but it surely did happen. And it's unbelievable is what it, it is. It is unbelievable. So let us know what you thought of this episode and be sure to comment or email us with your requests. Now, if you haven't heard one that you have suggested, it's coming. You know, we've I've got a list. I've got a little my I call like a little black book. I got a little purple book where I list out everything that I'd like to do research. Um, I try to dedicate enough time to these stories to be pretty thorough. Um, well, so this one was just, just fun. This, this was, was just, just fun. fun. Yeah, with Crypticon this weekend, and I thought oh, this will be a fun, quick little episode. Um, so some of these take some, some good research. So just be patient. But the next one, uh, that we're going to do is, is, uh, the one I was just talking about. It will be true crime. Yep. And it's really unbelievable when it's fact. No, it's true crime slash paranormal. Ooh. It's both. Oh, it is both. It is it's the both. best of both worlds. Yes. But, uh, you should email us at watchfordeer.com or no, watchfordeerpodcast. Watchfordeerpodcast.com. At gmail.com. At gmail.com. terrible I'm this. terrible at this. It's because I don't say it. Here, read it. Okay. Hold on. <laughs> I'm going to read the ending for the first time. Hold on. Do I have to go back one? Yeah, I'll go back one page. Hold on. I'm going to read it to you. So if you have any stories or you would like to talk to us, please email us at watchfordeerpodcast.com at gmail.com. Nice. Follow us on Instagram at Watch for Deer Podcast. Go like and follow our Facebook page, Watch for Deer Podcast. We also have stickers and decals, $5 or $7 if you need it shipped. Saving these, what? Saving these, oh, we're saving these funds for some stationary mics. And I'm sure you guys can hear us occasionally hit the lapel ones. And we understand that there's an issue with uneven volume as well. Sorry, we're trying to do the best we can. We are. Tr if you have a complaint with that, I'm sorry. You buy us microphones. 
We donations just, accepted. Donations accepted. <laughs> PayPal us some money. But you really do need to send us your stories send and stories. things that you've seen. Please share with your friends. Like, follow, subscribe. We prefer you listen on Spotify so we can start monetizing. But you listen where you want to listen. But we all hope you have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Y'all be safe. Gobble till you wobble. And watch, watch for deer. deer.